0: This is Adrian Warnock's Christian Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Well, hi there, everyone. My name is Adrian Warnock, and I'm here with Keith, Get- Keith Getty. Uh, it's nice to have you here, Keith.
1: Thank you so much, Adrian.
0: And thank you for joining us. So um, are you uh, holed up at the moment in your house? or?
1: yeah we're in day 19 of quarantine we only we only know of one american couple one american only quarantined before us and it was a matter of ours so in, in american terms we are like noah's ark you know so <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so but, what, uh, what
0: made you decide to go into quarantine early then keith
1: um uh if, if you want the the, the the casual answer you know if, if you want the snooty theological answer it's Love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind, soul and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. We felt that was the most rightful answer, not, not to be carriers. Um, but just the casual answer is Judy, my sister, had come over. She does some work for our company and she comes from Switzerland. So she living on the border of France and Italy. You know what I mean? And and, being, and, the, and of course, the Swiss being so determined to keep their independence and, and look after themselves. You know, she was she was right. Corn that slap bang in the middle of it. So she was... She was letting us know horror stories a month in advance. So oh, yeah. so so she so we had that kind of advanced, you know, part part of the whole thing is just it's the miseducation of coronaviruses. Well well. I think in history be looked down as, as so scandalous. But in a contemporary age, you know, miss I mean, I'm not blaming I mean, Boris Johnson got it wrong at the start and was talking rubbish, but he was also misinformed. Um similarly, Trump, who has lacked, has lacked leadership and humility, but again, was misinformed at the start and uh, and then continued to misinform. So I think I think this will be one of the things with history of it, it says. so we just we just got it. We just hold up, and and we also have great fun. You know, it's me and Kristen, our four girls, and now we've got Judy, so we're having a blast here. You know, it's just been brilliant.
0: Yes, and so I hear that you've um, had some uh, Facebook Lives before this one as well, I understand. So. <laughs> Yeah, tell tell me more a bit about that. What's been going on? Oh the kid the
1: kids hymn sing thing?
0: Mm.
1: Oh, honestly, honestly, um it, that was a that was a mis- that was an accident. Uh, it was I was in a completely bad mood in St. Patrick's Day, 'cause it was just like it was the crappiest St. Patrick's Day ever. You know, it was mm-hmm. like I'll not tell you what I was calling St. Patrick's Day, but I took the word Saint out and replaced it with something else, which gave it a similar uh similar uh uh, flavor and uh, but I, I was not happy and uh, Kristen said let's do a hymn sing in the evening and at dinner she said let's do a hymn sing and I went with the girls and yeah, she was she was why don't we live stream it for people who are just because there are really people out there lonely and I said Kristen we've got an iPhone we have to set up on the piano the sound will be wrong it'll look stupid our girls can't really sing and they certainly can't behave and she's let's just do it so we should put together five five of our favorite Irish hymns we did Be on My Vision and then we did All Things Bright and Beautiful, which of course was written by Cecil Francis Alexander from our home county. Then we did Kristen's setting of Danny Boy, which is called Grace is Mine. Then we did our new hymn, Christ for Hope and Life and Death, and we did Christ Alone to Finish. And uh, yeah, and uh, so we put it out just that night. And uh, Josh, Josh was at his dinner, one of our staff, and he said, look, I called and said, would you mind just letting people know that we're doing this in advance? And, and uh, anyway, we did that, and there was such a big response to it. We decided, let's do it every 7, 7.15 every Tuesday night for 25 minutes. And then we'll have a, we'll have a special party with our girls afterwards where they get, like, they get like, they'll get like, you know, chocolate and crisps and stuff and have fun afterwards and just do it like, like we're doing a show. So we just do these little 25 minutes set, but <clears throat> the, view, the viewing audience, as you probably know, is now in the multiple millions. Um, within, within the first, within four days of it starting, our girls have been in national tele Fox News, National Television here in the States more times than we've been in 20 years. You know, it just it just wow. it just went it just went nuts. And as I said in, in many ways it's it's the epitome of everything that we've tried to stand for, which is singing great old hymns and great new hymns, singing them with your family. And so we weren't doing anything that we don't do every evening. But in another sense it was the opposite of what I stand for, because it was Terrible production. Do you know what I mean? Completely, you know. Probably out of chain singing and daughters and daughters that don't always behave themselves, but I think that only makes people like it more. <laughs> so, yeah. I think I think if they stood if they stood there as little choir girls and behaved the whole time, people would just be bored, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think there's a there's the a reality that people are looking for and a sort of earthiness that I think is sometimes missing.
1: Yeah. No, I think so. I think so. And uh and part of that is you want to guard your privacy part of that is you want to protect your children uh, and part of that is with our work we just you just don't get the chance to do that you know um but i think i think for all of us i think both relationally and in ministry you know we 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 take very seriously doing what we do well worshiping the lord with our mind you know developing what we do and so for a musician that means my next album the songs have to be better it has to be more interesting, better produced, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And in the same way as a, a, a pastor has to keep developing his preaching style and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think sometimes in the haste to do better and to stay in our lane, you know, to do the skills that we know we can do, um, we, we forget, we, we, we lack spontaneity or courage, or we, we just need knocked out of our rhythm. And, uh, you know, I, I I would I would encourage whether creatives whether they're musicians pastors writers thinkers, you know, COVID actually allows us a chance to try something and be forgiven, and that's an important principle of creativity. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, with COVID, you know, nobody's going to say if you try something in these six months, oh, it wasn't as good as your last album. They're going to go, no, this is something you just did. Or it wasn't as, your podcast isn't as good as it used to be, or your articles aren't as thorough as they used to be. No, we're we're all in a limb. and often that provides I me. Mean, that that provided Churchill with his best oratory, that provided C. S. Lewis with mere Christianity. Do you know what I mean? And so you know, so much of an the innovation and, and innovation in wartime, I think, is is vital innovation. Art, art is about being vital. Once someone's art is not vital, life is too busy for them. We just don't, you know. We, we see it in the in the genre of songs, for example. You know, the, the economy of songs is that classic songs hold the domination of the business and they are like not even point not 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 one percent of the songs that are published you know but they are they are the major they are the majority of the of the of the, of the royalty uh, and what business is purely reflecting the fact that you and i spend more of our time listening to two or three hundred classic songs than the 20 million that are out there mm, you know of course, because because no, no, because, because vital art, you know, art is vital. And in more time, you and I are thinking, how can I be vital? Do you know what I mean? I'm not trying to create... Uh, I'm less interested in creating a relevant podcast for Lent, as important as that has been the last five years. Right now, I'm trying to help people who are at their wit's end. I'm trying to give, bring joy and vibrancy into their lives in a way that they can look at and touch and taste. And it just happened, my wife's idea for a hymn sing with our kids around the piano. Uh, and I think it echoed something, of, something that's been lost. You know, uh, at no point in human history was, was congregational singing supposed to be reserved for the church, the church room. I mean, Calvin, Calvin's vision of Geneva was one of the, every family singing the Psalms, which is why he commissioned the best artists, you know, Louis Bourgeois and people like this to, to set the Psalms to music. You know, Luther wanted every home to sing the gospel. You know, Charles Wesley wanted to recatholicise England, as it was losing its foundation, as it was losing its grip on orthodoxy, and so he wrote these hymns, that every family would recatechise their children. So, so I think I, I think you know today I, it will be an interesting study. But my suspicion is that the singing of hymns and psalms in the home, I suspect, has never been weaker than since the Reformation itself, a hundred years ago. And so there is a very very serious need in all of this too
0: okay so what you're saying is that actually one of the positives if you like of, of everyone being holed up might be that people will, will catch on to the idea of singing uh hymns together singing songs together. absolutely absolutely it is vital right now mm-hmm. and you mentioned uh that you'd written a new song uh christ our hope uh in life and death i think it's titled is that right
1: yeah, we wanted a short title
0: yeah well you know you had you had in christ alone that was short
1: yeah 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 Our everybody told me i sat around with our staff and this by the way this rarely happens and they said what one of them said the, the, the guy who runs our development said i think the song has to be called christ our hope he says it is short it is positive it is slick it fits every kind of uh, he, he showed me all these like patterns on on the internet of how songs it was it fits everything neatly and i think in this time people need hope above everything else and I, and I said, go out and I said, the room and every single person agreed with him. And I went, let me think about it. And I thought about it and I went, no, it, it has to be Christ our hope in life and death. Do you know what I mean? This is, that's actually, the, the Heidelberg Catechism opens with what is our hope in life and death. You know what I mean? One of the differentiating factors of you know, classic hymns, three quarters of classic hymns, we'll talk about death, we'll talk about heaven, hell, judgment, Going to meet the Lord, standing before the Lord, peace like wherever offendeth my way, whatever it is, they 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 bring the they, they bring the impact of death into the song. You know, worship music is is about three percent, about three percent of worship songs. Talk about death, as opposed to 75%. So if you're building a culture around the worship, modern worship movement, um, from as opposed to as opposed to still having a bedrock of hymns at the center of it. It's not purely a stylistic choice. It it actually is is, is philosophically a completely different um, basis.
0: So that's really interesting. So do you feel then that that is particularly relevant to today and the crisis that many are facing today?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, this wasn't our. We didn't we didn't link this to come out with COVID. I mean, that wasn't the, We're not that smart. Um, we tried to get the song going for two years. You know. You know, uh, it's, it's one of those songs that just took a long time to get done. Never to be finished it. It was rubbish, you know. I mean, Stuart Tannen and I found this over the years. And Christ Alone took a month. Power of the Cross took 15 months, you know. And so, you know, sometimes they just come quick. And sometimes they don't quite, quite work. And you just know it. You just know it doesn't work, hmm. you know.
0: So what would you say is the main sort of heart thrust of that song that you want people to take, take away?
1: Christ for Hope and Life and Death. You know, um, uh, it's, I mean, Matt Boswell. Was, it was our team of writers. We, we, Getty Music is a, as a sort of a publishing house for young hymn writers, and we took them all to Ireland last year for a load of fun. And uh, this was one of the songs we're discussing. Two of the guys wanted to write a song on hope, and then a good melodic idea. The other two wanted to do the Heidelberg Catechism. I said, why don't we do a group song? Why don't we do a group song and just, just to try and move, move everything around, switch it around, see so what we come up with as a one-off, and that's what we came up with, and uh, so, you know, so we're thankful for that, and uh, um, um, yeah, we're, we're thankful for that. In that conversation, that's what that's what emerged, you know, and uh, but Matt Boswell, one of the writers, had been talking to his son at night, and uh, you know, his son is scared. His son is scared to die. He said, "I'm scared to die. Dad. I'm scared of fear of the future." And so sort I of thought he explained the Heidelberg Catechism to him one night, and his son kind of listened, but he could sort of tell us on his son was bored. And I thought, "Wait a minute! If I can get him to sing it, that works." Do you know what I mean? And and this is what I encourage my friends who are serious with the Scripture. They're so in our generation, there is there is not they haven't grasped the what I believe is the biblical vision—the vision that that Luther and so many others held so clearly—is that to be biblical is 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 to is to sing your truths to yourselves to sing it to your families to sing it in your churches because that ultimately it's how it goes deeper you know anybody in edu- anybody in the world of education knows that and yet the conservative church is determined to demean demean and minimalize singing partly because they don't know what to do with it um, in a way that is actually completely unhealthy
0: Yes, and yet, yeah, of course, um, the, on the more sort of charismatic side, um, sometimes perhaps the content isn't there in some of the songs, but the the passion I mean, is. You
1: know, yeah, no, most of the time the content isn't there in the songs. Um, it's rarely there, to be honest, and uh, and uh, so there's so there, there there's a challenge for all of us. But you know, you know, singing is the second most common command in scripture, command or exhortation, and. There's even an argument if you take all the words that were all the secondary words for singing, like praise, extol, exalt, you know, proclaim, and, and I put them all in a bucket, it becomes the most common command or exhortation in all of scripture. More than love as a command. So why is it so important? Well, it's obviously a holy activity, and yet the, the bizarre thing about the contemporary church tradition, which is largely the charismatic tradition, but also in the conservative tradition increasingly, is the pastors aren't taking control of the songs that are sung. I mean, if a pastor, if this is holy activity, why is a pastor handing this to a 23-year-old who might not even be a Christian in five years' time? Do you know what I mean? Why is he handing it to somebody else to decide what his church sings? It's a, it's a disgrace. It's, it's, the, it's the, 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 the hand, it's the, the, pastors are washing their hands of their pastoral responsibility. They obviously don't love their congregation enough to care what they sing. It's a disgrace.
0: Okay, so um, good singing, I think you're saying, will affect the heart, but also the mind, and give you truth that will then give it hope. Is that really summarizing what you're trying to say?
1: Absolutely, well, I mean, it's, it's common sense. I mean, it's, you know, it's like our daughters, our daughters have learned to like, do this like sing rap. We do this like sing rap to my wife's phone number. So that if we ever go to the mall, before she, gets out of the cars, she goes okay girls let's sing it and they all sing her phone number because if they ever get lost and somebody says how do we contact your mom they can sing the phone number they'll never forget it it's just really cool i'll not do it for you because i don't want everybody to know my wife's phone number but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs>
1: but but but, <laughs> but it's a dream it works a dream do you know what i mean and i mean everybody knows that you know uh, i mean I mean, to to a significant degree, we are what we sing. You can tell by my physique that my wife is concerned that this 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 uh, this uh isolation, this uh, quarantine that we're doing, it not being accompanied by serious exercise, will be a problem for me. <laughs> and uh, but the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is um, that that uh, we are what we sing. saying. You know, you, you listen to the, you go to your church prayer meeting you listen to the worship leader wittering away heck you you get a couple together for for counseling and the amount of lingo that is actually borrowed from worship songs is is actually pretty frightening
0: so So it means i was gonna say it means that someone like you's got a big responsibility then huh
1: well i guess i guess you know i'm not i'm not the lord's first uh balaam's donkey i suppose but uh but yeah, it is. But it's. But I think I want to make this clear as well. I do have a big responsibility. It's a responsibility we take serious for our lives. But there's an even bigger responsibility to pastors and parents to care what their church families and their families and their homes are singing. And they can't wash their hands, but they can't pretend it's not their thing. They have to be involved, even if it's in part. And I suggest it should be in partnership with their musicians. It should be in partnership with their. Hey kids, what, you, what songs do you like? we play playing on the house, you know. Or hey, worship let's let's sit down and plan Sunday here's what we need the people to say what's what ideas do you have and train them to think like you think but with their creative talent and...
0: mm, very good so um so, sort of shifting gear maybe a little bit um how are you parenting your kids through this kind of crisis is that is that sort of linked i mean are you seeing some of your music as helping particularly in anxiety that they might have around covid
1: um well singing is a big part of it but but the majority of the songs we teach our kids are are, are hymns that are by dead people not that, not because dead people are more holy than alive people but just because hymns by dead people have lasted and so the hymns we want our kids to sing now we want them to sing when they're when they're when they in five in ten years time when they leave us we want them to sing them in ten years time when they leave us and go to college we want them to sing them when they think about who they might marry, which will define the rest of their lives. We want them to think about this when they're raising their kids. We want them to think about this when they have success in life. And, and we want them to think about this when they have failures. We want them to think about this when they have illness and we want them to think about this when they're dying. So, so we, we, we put just a huge emphasis on, on songs that have lasted and that are full of the goodness of God. Obviously, we, every generation needs new songs as part of being human as each generation creates new mm. things, and so we're trying to create hymns in that tradition um rarely succeeding, but okay, occasionally we have a breakthrough you know and uh, but so so yeah so I, I do think singing is a, a big part of it but i mean but obviously we have to walk the talk you know we there's no you know singing from parents whose walk whose walk equals that do you know what I mean obviously none of us are perfect, none of us. But at the same time, they have to look at us and know that we love them more than we love music. Chris and I have, you know, over the years, have just had to keep making little rules. You know, things like, things like for us, we made Sunday the highlight of our week. That everything from everything from the big meal to how we prepare for Sunday to not in practice of not going out Saturday nights unless it was an emergency. What very very rarely. So that Sunday was a highlight, and we go to church and we sit in the third row and we don't play in the band because our church has got lots of great musicians. But we wanted our kids to know that the highlight of our week was going to our church on a Sunday and singing to the Lord, not for applause. Because obviously they come on our concert tours and they see us sing to the Lord and get applauded. So you know we wanted them to know that actually just being with God's people on a Sunday was far more exciting to us than in all its in all its normality, in all its in all its sometimes in some ways apparent mundaneness that that was more exciting to us wonderful
0: wonderful so um what what else would you say to uh people watching uh, about uh trying to implement some of these things in their own families
1: sure i mean well on on the hymn sing tonight we're doing which will be the third one if you go to youtube you can watch if you go to our YouTube site, you can watch all the hymn sings. And if you go to our Spotify site, you can pick up all the songs, not our versions, but you can pick them up in advance and learn them. Um, so um, uh, we're giving just giving people five little tips to grab onto during coronavirus. Um, one of them, the first one is fill your home with songs of the Lord. Take this iPhone thing that has that has successfully smashed up many Christian families and brought so much. Brought so much pain to the christian church and actually redeem it use it to fill your home up with songs that are not all day but at key times do you know what I mean? maybe at meal times maybe first thing in the morning maybe last thing at night you know your your mind singing those songs around will actually change how you approach your day that's the first thing then the second thing um, is uh, we always sing a hymn at bedtime. That's just our practice. We sing a hymn, and I, I mean, some you can sing to your iPhone. You can sing on a company. You can one person can sing on behalf of everybody else, or you can sing it. It doesn't have to be like the Von Trapp family. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and uh, thirdly, thirdly, um, um, we we would sing we would sing every maybe once a week we would sing at grace to give thanks to give, give thanks to God for the food. Well, I, I tell you what, let me take it again. Cut that. Thirdly, um, now that your services are live streamed in your houses, have your family all sit around, watch the service and sing along to the service. Because that's actually being part of your church in, in what they're doing. Um, that's the third thing. The fourth thing would be, the fourth thing would be, um, um, if there's somebody in your house that is proactive, go with them. So it might be somebody wants to make a playlist. It might be somebody who plays the piano. It might be somebody who plays the guitar. And just you know, actually gather in around that. You know, you know, our girls once they start to—I remember once it was hard to play as a kid. It was amazing. Most church musicians I know would would talk about being able to use their instrument as being an amazing thing. Not every family can do that. Um, and then fifthly, and then fifthly, is a, about, about once once a week or so we sing grace. We sing we sing just for the food, maybe on a Sunday or something like this. Just sing praise God for whom all blessings flow. Similar creatures here below or something like that. I mean, and so th- th- that's, that's just sort of the five takeaways you're giving people this week. Try one or two of these and let's see how you can build, build this over time. It's anything that is a physical exercise requires muscle. I don't go to the gym and suddenly be able to lift, you know, 100 pound weights for half an hour overnight. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something that the, the physical aspect of it requires just, just the habitual, you know, aspect of it and the growth and building it that
0: way. Very good, very good, Keith. Well, it's, it's been great to uh, chat to you um, this this afternoon, um, and uh, I'm excited to watch your family later on as well. I, I've watched one or two of those already. And uh, no, pray I pray that, you I'm know... J-
1: yeah, the company here themselves, I apologise. The company yeah. here themselves,
0: I <laughs> apologise. Uh, it's fine, it's lovely. So, so it's good to sort of have some life and some vitality. So, yeah, well, it's, it's been lovely to chat, Keith, and uh, God bless you very much. Thank you very much for joining us. All right, mate. See you soon.
1: Adrian, thank you all. What's, what's, how, what are you putting this up?
0: Um, I'll put this up shortly.
1: Great. great. And you're, and you're, in, you're in Brighton, is that right? Or are you in no,
0: I'm in, I'm in London. I'm on the edge of London. That's where I live, Brilliant. yeah.
1: Brilliant. Well, thank, thank you for your work. And it's an absolute privilege to be on your show. Thank you so much indeed.
0: All right. Well, God bless you. Thanks a lot.
1: Oh, bless me. Bye-bye,
0: Bye then. Well, you've made it to the end of an episode of Adrian Warnock's Christian Podcast you must have some stamina. Well done, and if you liked what you heard, you know what to do. Subscribe, review, tell all your friends about it, and in the meantime, why not visit adrianwarnock.com.